I think it people, you know, were, were set up for that kind of comfort structure. Um, but I think it's very important to break it in order to become more creative in what we do. You know, um, my thing now is really teaching people how to become the most creative that they can be in the, in business. And time and time again, I see these comfort structures. It, you know, it was the accounting firm we've been using since we started. It's like, dude, there's three people there. Now you're like a multi-million, like you're the revenue. What are you doing? You know, and they're like, well, they're really great accounting people. And we really like them. It's like, yeah, but it, it, you're losing. It's not, it doesn't make sense anymore. It's time to change and change can be one of the hardest, one of the hardest things for human beings to, to engage in. Today we get to speak with Nir Bashan. He's a world-renowned creativity expert. He has taught thousands of leaders and individuals around the globe how to harness the power of creativity to improve profitability, increase sales, improve customer service, and ultimately create more meaning in their work. Nir has spent the last two decades working on a formula to codify creativity. Let's learn more about how to harness the power of creativity in this episode. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life. Want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Hey, Nir. How's it going? I'm good, man. How are you? Good, man. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. So, tell us a little bit about yourself. How you got started and tell us a version. How, how do I say? Tell us a version of your journey that no one's heard before. Ah, there we go. <laughs> that's, that's, a good, that's a good start. Um, yeah, so I was uh, born in Israel and raised in the U.S. Uh, I've been in the U.S. now, I don't know, 30 eight 39 years wow man wow 40 years yeah and uh and so i was you know ever since i was really young i was very entrepreneurial um you know growing up paycheck to paycheck wasn't Mm -hmm. quite cutting it um and so i started a business when i was nine years old i went door to door washing cars in los angeles uh it was an interesting gig because um Sometimes we didn't get paid, right? And who would <laughs> stiff a nine-year-old, dude? Can you imagine? Like, so, um, so yeah, I learned kind of the hard way how to, how to, you know, kind of deal with customers, how to deal with customer service. I learned what would sell and what wouldn't sell, mm-hmm. and it kind of set up a lifetime for me of learning how to think about about business and enterprise creatively. Yeah. So that's how yeah. I kind of came came to it. What about you, man? How'd you, how'd you start this podcast? What's the story? That's pretty awesome. So <clears throat> I am a serial hobbyist. <laughs> I've never said it before, but um, nice. I just love getting into new things. And I was, anytime I learn about something, I, I like dig deep and learn everything around it. Yeah. So my, my, uh, my colleagues were like, hey, what's your new hobby this week? Right, wow. So I had just, just, I had just finished a beekeeping class and I was like, you know, and I also just finished uh, reading 
Gary Vaynerchuk's book, Crush It and Crushing It. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Holy smokes, why have why am I not documenting this? What's the be- what's the better way than blogging than uh, podcasting to document anything? So I, I launched my podcast and I didn't even have a name when I started it. I was like, I'm just gonna start talking about stuff, about beekeeping. And eventually I was like hacks and hobbies, because I'm talking about hobbies, I'm talking about life hacks and whatnot. And so the, the entire first season was all around my beekeeping and my cycling and video uh, cool. production. And then I was like, okay, let me reach out to other, other people. Of course, I'm listening to other podcasts and there's a lot of interviews happening. I'm like, it is a really great way to connect with people, to connect on a deeper level than just, hey, what's going on? How's the weather? You know, it. you really get to know somebody when you talk to them on the podcast because you've got their undivided attention and you can dedicate that as well. So I think that's what has kept me going because these connections, these talks is what really drives, you know, the motivation. Wow, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Thank you. All right. So you started, you learned about business, you learn about entrepreneurship at a very young age, nine years old, washing cars. Now, what's really cool is my son is he's he's ten years old. Nice, but but um, is he going he door to door yet? Washing cars? He's not going to door. He's not Come going on, to door, to door yet. Here's here's why, right? So, uh, I'm I'm scared to go door to door. Yeah, and being a Cub Scout, like we've been, you know, he's been a Cub Scout for five years. We've had the opportunity to go door to door and sell popcorn. Right, but we didn't do that either. Why? Or go door to door and collect, you know, collect old clothing or whatever, you know, donation clothing. And I think the reason that we didn't pursue it is because I'm scared to do it. <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's Got probably it. why he hasn't done it. It's a, but, it's a safety thing. You're worried about the safety. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, here's the thing, man. So maybe you can call a few of the neighbors, right, and kind of put it together where – you know, you, you can identify a few of the houses and get a few other of the neighbors to recommend some of the other, you know, homes or whatever and apartments or whatever, however it is so that, mm. you know, you can kind of connect a little bit of a path. I, I remember there was some people, you know, on our route that we stopped going to their house because they were creepy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they yelled at us. And so we, we kind of did that almost organically. And that's, I think, something you know that maybe you you worry about these days but it's something that you can help it's just so valuable to do something for an exchange of money i I mean it is it's just incredibly valuable and the lessons i think that your son and and others will learn is that you know they do a certain amount of work that takes a certain amount of time and you make a certain amount of money for it and Mm -hmm. i think that's so uh so incredibly valuable to have uh, that predictability and what it does when we get older and we end up going to work is that, you know, it kind of sets up a rhythm where, you know, when you're young, you learn, hey, this is kind of how it works. And I love it because what it ended up doing for me, at least, was I hated it. I mean, I hated the way it worked, right? Um, but you have to learn the rules before you break them. And yeah. so that was my introduction to learning the rules. So I think your son would do pretty good, you know, going and and just getting out there a little bit. 
um, and maybe learning that, you know, mm -hmm. this stuff is not easy. No, that's, that's a really, really great point. I mean, he's very friendly. He, you know, anytime we, we had the two, no, once, since we moved into the neighborhood, we've had two new neighbors moved in and he's always the first one to go say, Hey, what's going on? Uh, My cool. name is blah, 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 right? So he's very friendly. He's very outgoing. So My dad's got, got a new hobby. Check it <laughs> yeah. out. He's always that. He's like, Model oh, cars this week. Exactly. He's like, oh, check out, we, we're getting a trampoline next week, or we, we got the new, you know, playground set up. Oh, come check out our honeybees, etc. So that's, that's really powerful. Uh, he's always going out there. Give me one second. I've got uh, my wife calling. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. All right, we are back. Oh. So no, those are excellent points, you know. Uh, and yes, it is very important to, because I think Besides the exchange of the money, besides learning on that, what time, you know, what time costs, you also learn to talk with people and understand behaviors and, and that, that face to face confirm, you know, the conversation, as well as you, you, you literally get a teaching uh, in rejection behavior or rejection therapy, right? Uh, <laughs> There's there's a gentleman who who wrote a book on rejection therapy and and what and how rejection therapy. So I love so it, me, dude. Talk about reframing about, it. Yeah, right. So he's like, yes, he he hated like getting like shut down because essentially you're getting a punch in the tummy when somebody tells you no, and he he was like, okay, how do I get better at this? Because anytime he wanted to pursue something new. You know, he, he and somebody would say no, he would just shut down. Right. So it's like, okay, he found something, you know, rejection therapy. There's even groups where you have a 30 day challenge, you know, do something every day that's going to reject you. Right. So he's like, I'm going to take it to 100. Wow. So he's like, and then he recorded a video for every single attempt wow. that he did, right? And so the first one was like, I'm going to go up to this random stranger and ask him for $100. Right. So he recorded, he's like, okay, I'm going to go ask. And then he goes up to this security guard. He's like, Hey, uh, can I, can I get a hundred bucks? Can you, can you lend me a hundred bucks? And the guy's like, no. And he's like, okay, bye. And then the other guy even asked why, but wow. he was so scared. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 away, yeah, yeah. Right? It's like, you got to get to that. Why answer? You got to be able to, um, understand why they're saying no, right. because if you get to that, no, you get to the next note, then it'll finally turn to yes. So it's like, I want to try that. That's going to be fun. And there, there's some really cool stories in that one. So I think going door to door teaches you all of that. That you Yeah, it's, it's really uh, like a lesson in grit, you know. Um, I, you know, you get rejected more times than you do anything else. Yeah. And it kind of teaches we had like a jingle at one point where we would sing, you know, two nine year olds singing a song. <laughs> like it was, uh, you know, people were just, they couldn't, they couldn't. Some people were just like, all right, here, here's some money. Get out of my face. Like, we don't even want you to do anything. And so that was, you know, that was interesting. But um, yeah, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about about business and it's mm -hmm. some of the same things I learned then I use today right so you have yeah. a master services agreement you have your statement of work and it tells you what you're going to do per that client and 
you know, today it's like, you just, I can throw that out. I, you know, it's, yeah, it's important to have, I guess, but really what the client wants and, and sort of, you know, how, how you're providing that product or service matters way, yeah. way more than what's written in the paperwork. And sometimes, you know, slight deviations are, you know, sort of needed. I, I, I'm thinking of putting together a book. I just got mm -hmm. off the phone with my book agent, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, let's do something else. And and I, I agree with her. I think we should do another book. But I'm thinking of writing a book about how, you know, people should do uh, a certain amount of work for free <laughs> for their clients. <laughs> and in that work, add so much value yeah. that it becomes a a sort of relationship where more work eventually becomes of it just by doing that sort of portion of work uh, for free. I, I think it's a pretty interesting concept. I've seen it happen over and over again mm -hmm. in my career where clients like really are into the value that you're bringing and they have you do things that are completely unrelated yeah. uh, to the statement of work. Why? Because it's, you know, it's hard to find good people. Look, look at, you know, you have something break in your house, your air conditioning breaks or, yeah. you know, something like that. You know, you, you, you Google, you're going to get a thousand people who say that they're going to break okay. it, that, that they can fix it. But then, you know, you, you want to use that guy that like does your tile because he did a good job, right? <laughs> the tile guy's the best. I love the tile guy. Yeah. Let's have the tile guy doing the air conditioning. <laughs> it, it makes no sense rationally. But when you look at human interaction and the way, sort of psychologically that we're built, we're very, you know, we're creatures that want to assemble comfort in, in a very strictly organized A, B, B, C, C, D kind of way. Yes. And, you know, that construct allows us to think that the tile guy is going to repair the air conditioning well. Um, and, you, you know, I, I mean, I've had a good, a good dentist that I've called, that I've had in LA where I had a cold and he was like, dude, really? I'm a dentist. Or like, I, you know, I, I think I broke my finger. Like, can you x-ray it in the thing? Why, why do we do that? Because I think we're very comfortable with good people and people that we like, and we yeah. don't want to step outside that bound, um, that boundary very often. So. Yeah. Cause you've, you've built rapport, you know, you build rapport with, uh, with that person and you're like, Oh, maybe, you know, this thing. And, and I think, that's why we have a circle of friends group or whatever. You always take whatever question you have, you take to that group like, oh, maybe they've dealt with this before. And I think one of the reasons why masterminds work really good is because you're, you're with like-minded people or communities why, work they, why they work so good is because you have a community of people and you can ask a question that you might have. And I think that's, that's really powerful. And the more you talk about it, I, we have this, I hired this handyman um, earlier this year, and so anytime I have an issue, I was like, "Hey, can you figure this out?" Right? You did a good. You liked him. He did a good job. Yeah, we we build that connection. It's like a friendship. And then you know, while he was here, he's telling me his whole life story, what he went through, and all the struggles, blah blah blah. Right? So you're like, "Oh my god," you find that reality, that the authentic connection, so yeah. powerful. Yeah, definitely. I think it's people. You know, we're, we're set up for that kind of comfort structure. Um, but I think it's very important to break it in order yeah. to become more creative in what we do. You know, um, yeah. my thing now is really teaching people how to become the most creative that they can be in the, in business. And 
time and time again, I see these comfort structures. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the accounting firm we've been using since we started. It's like, dude, there's three people there. Now you're like a multi-million, like you're the revenue. What are you doing? You know? Yeah. And they're like, well, they're really great accounting people. We really like them. It's like, yeah, but it, it, you're losing. It's not, it doesn't make sense anymore. It's time to change. And change can be one of the hardest so one hard. of the hardest things for human beings to to engage in. And what's funny is that human beings are literally changing every single day, right? Apparently, we have new body cells every seven weeks. Like none of our none of the cells that we had seven weeks ago still are here because that's because we're it's growing. Amazing. You know, it's, it's amazing. amazing. But but our concept, like our mind, is not part of our physical like it's it's like two separate entities so i mean i i love going to the mind going to that detail like quantum entanglement and all that yeah 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 for sure have that connection so that's you know you bring up really awesome points like how to get creative right so tell us a little bit about that you know how would somebody get creative if you have you already have a connection built with somebody but you know that they're not they're they're a dentist they're not going to help you solve <laughs> your cold right right right, or right right maybe they might refer you to somebody i don't know i mean exactly you know, they, there's i think that's that's the next step up okay well sure but can you tell me somebody because i don't want to do a google search and find a thousand people i want somebody who's already experienced yeah for sure and and you want to you want to find somebody that you're comfortable in working with I, you know here here's the thing man it's really what happens is we're all born with a creative ability right we're all born creative mm-hmm. and some people don't believe that they believe that you know some certain people are more special than others it's yeah. not true i've worked with hollywood people i've worked with music people i spent a long time working in 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 those businesses and i've mm-hmm. seen people that do well have a routine and a practice of creativity and those yeah. people that don't do well are on drugs or alcohol and you know maybe they'll have a one hit wonder or something like that mm-hmm. but they don't know how to routinely exercise you know creativity and for me That's that true is really the most important thing. Um, What ends up happening is when you do have these routines sort of built in, then you have a system, right? And your system might be asking your dentist for a guy to help you with your finger, whatever. Mm -hmm. Your system is going to be as individual as you are because the way that creativity gets expressed is individual to every person on earth. It's their own DNA, their own expression of who they are. And sadly, most of us don't do anything in that realm. We're completely analytic. We look at spreadsheets and we like numbers and logic and all of these things. And we wonder why they're not getting us where we need to go. Why those Mm -hmm. things are continually failing us in happiness or job security or even, even careers or even, even in our businesses, we wonder why we can't get to where we want to go. And so the missing link for me has always been about creativity and finding and, and recognizing that creativity and doing something with it. No, that's, that's so powerful, you know, uh, about how we're all creative. We just need to exercise that muscle. We need to build that system. We got to build. And then I think 
what's important is getting that positive feedback from the ones around you. I'm like, okay, wow, that was really good. You got to keep trying that. And then you're like, oh, I got to do that more. Right. So you get that feedback. Uh, yesterday we were, my wife and I we were driving back home and I was like, you know, what if you, you know, we're all creative. What if you were to do like stand-up comedy? And she's like, you know what? <laughs> I keep having these conversations in my head. I'm like, no, you got to write it down. So exercise it. So then was she, she really funny. She was. Oh my God. I was like, that's hilarious because I can relate, right? We're, we're, we grew up together. She's like, why do people don't buy things when they're like, I can't repeat it because she did it her own version, but it was hilarious. And I'm like, oh my God, that's, I can relate because I've seen our kids, you know, why do we not have nice things because we have kids or, you know, or why do people, you know, people either buy things that are nice after the kids are gone. Or right. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way that she's going to do comedy is going to be her own way. Um, yes. Whether she ends up doing that or not, you know, that's kind of the beauty of creativity, the way that, you know, um, a certain person sounds when they sing a song versus someone else is like mm -hmm. really about creativity, the way that somebody runs their business, right? And how they interact with customers is going to be mm -hmm. their own brand of creativity. And, you know, what we have to learn, I think, is more routine in more of the construct of creativity, more of the rhythm, right? And how to, how to assemble that repeatable success instead of waiting for lightning to strike. I don't believe that, you know, lightning ever strikes. It, you got to make lightning strike. And so that's kind of my, that's been my thing for the last, you know, 10 or 15 years is helping people understand how to get uh, lightning to strike. No, that's so, that's so powerful. That's, I love it, man. I love it. This is so, this is so awesome. Yeah. Conversation. Uh, my my brother actually he he just graduated graduated I think college a couple of years ago he's been you know in the, on the computer science but he's very creative so he's been creating these videos on LinkedIn about creativity oh cool you know so it's been really hilarious like some like he's talking about the points and then he's like let me do a interview with myself <laughs> where you know he he acted out one part and then he acted out the other part and then. It was just funny, like the way he he put it together. Oh, that's funny, man. Yeah, you got to check out Nir. He's got the creativity. You know, he's got he's a creativity dude. Awesome. So at this point of the conversation, we we got to talk about your journey. You got to talk about a little bit of you know something how something that's never heard. You know, I'm just totally screwing. a version of your journey that's never heard before. And you talked about how you got into entrepreneurship. So is there something that you're working on currently or you, you mentioned about something about a book and you want to write another book? Is there a book that you've got on out already? Yeah, so I have a book called The Creator Mindset, which is was released Tuesday of last week. So it's brand nice. new. Uh, it's got 92 tools in there on how to become more creative. And every tool in there is free. It's really about shifting your mindset from being so heavy on the analytical side mm -hmm. and into a different modality of thinking. Um, and I'm very excited about the book. It's available on Amazon, everywhere you like to buy books. Nice. Um, and I, I hope that people use it to really kind of help them start to 
think differently um, about everyday things and big yeah. things. Um, yeah. Really, creativity is not something that it just lives in like a little pocket somewhere. It it's mm -hmm. something that that is able to touch every fabric of uh, of our being and every yeah. sort of entity that we undertake. And often in businesses, and you know, I'm probably as guilty as others. Um, for it, but like we, we tend to just think, you know, Hey, we're going to do it analytically. We're going to do it the way that we've been taught, which is yeah. what we learn in business school and kindergarten, even, you know, mm -hmm. uh, we learn the analytics are more important than everything, you know, and we get into a mindset when we get older that, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to repeat what I've learned. And we get really frustrated because it doesn't get us where we need to go. So yeah. I'm not advocating for people to get rid of the analytics and <laughs> I'm advocating for a combination of analytics yeah. and creativity to get, to get us to the next level where, where we need to go as not only business people and, mm -hmm. and in our careers, but as a society. I know that's, that's absolutely right. You got to combine the two because uh, as human beings, we are a combination. We are rational and irrational beings. <laughs> you know, we'll make we'll make the craziest decision to buy that crazy colored car. Right. And and the analytics when you look at the analytics, I'm like, no, I just I just want to feel good, right? So because we do have two brains. We have this brain and we have this brain. Right. Um, something that I've been seeing lately on Facebook is TikTok's ads, like the ad that they're putting out, like. Don't make ads, make TikToks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they're so catchy and, and it's it's blowing up all over the place. And I don't know who's going to buy them because Microsoft's been talking about it now. Apparently, Twitter is looking to buy them. I don't know if Apple was ever involved. I'm, I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but they, they, they are taking all of that to the next level. You know, the one you also mentioned about creativity, um, one of the things that popped, no, what was it? Um, there was something that that triggered a thought that I wanted to bring up, but yeah. it's it's now gone. <laughs> but we'll come back to it. Maybe right. maybe it will get re-triggered, you know? Yeah, maybe get re-triggered. So at this point, I would like to ask some questions. Yep. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? The one hobby I wish I got into, probably flying planes. I would love mm -hmm. to learn how to fly, not like serious, but like my yeah. own, like, you know, like a, like not a, like an airliner, but like, yeah, you know, yeah. like a recreational, uh, like a prop, like a prop plane. Totally. That would be fun, mm -hmm. man. Yeah. I wish I would have gotten into that. No, that's, that's really cool. Actually, there's a YouTube channel where these guys, they build their own prop planes oh nice got these huge wheels so they can land anywhere oh cool and they go they basically just go flying around and they'll, they've got like gopros mounted on their on their plane wow. and then they can just land where the hell they want you know on top of mountains or flat top <laughs> and then That's they actually they're actually built their own home on the side of this on the top of this mountain or hill and then they can just get on their plane and just take off i was like that's just wow that's now that's creative, right? Right. So yeah, right. Take the creativity to the next level. Like we're gonna build our own planes, guys. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're gonna do. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you know, I would have to learn how to fly it first. You know? Yes, you need to like learn that, how to fly. It. Right. Yeah. So before you build the plane. Um, I've been I've been playing video games, flying planes for some time. Simulators. Uh, simulators. Yep. 
Um, I've actually got in um, got a motion simulator coming pretty soon. Oh wow! Where you sit in this thing, put on VR goggles. Nice. You've got the flight, you know, the, the flight stick and the, the rudders and everything. And this thing spins around 360 degrees, tilts up and down about 45 wow. degrees. So you have the full, you know, G-Force. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I can't wait to try it. It's going to be, it's going to be badass. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's been one of the things that's been on my radar forever that I've never, you know, never really gotten to. Yeah, so. it was one of my dreams to be a pilot too when I was much younger. But then, as as I grew older and I got into computers, and I was like, okay, I, this is really fun. Let me. <laughs> the ADHD kicked in. All right, next question: Where, what did you want to be when you were a child? Uh, probably an auto designer. Auto designer. Yeah, I wanted to design. So, you know, so like I really like cards, as you can probably tell. Mm -hmm. And so when I was a kid, I wanted to like, you know, design automobiles because I spent a lot of time cleaning, you know, 1984 Nissan Maximas, which were horrible. And then, (laughs) um, you know, 85 Pontiac 6000s and like, you know, 80 two you know four tauruses so you know it's just like the block kind of (laughs) you know generic looking car and Mm -hmm. so i got really into into car design and i wanted to i wanted to be a car designer for a long time when i was a kid and i don't know i don't know what you're talking about the four tourists man that car is classic i mean they used it in (laughs) robocop come on all the way back it's come back yeah right oh that's funny with Ford Taurus, <laughs> and I don't know if they still make Ford Tauruses anymore. I think I, I don't know if, if Ford is making well, cars anymore. They're not making cars anymore, except I mean, even the Mustang the is becoming. Yeah, and maybe yeah. Oh, they are making the Mustang. The Bronco's coming out. That thing's. I don't know if you've taken a look at that, but that's going to be impressive. I think they're competing with the FJ Cruiser, which is also kind of. Is it discontinued yet? I don't know. It's kind of. I think they're competing with Jeep, and I'm hoping Jeep, right. that they okay, crush okay. them. I have a very, very good friend over there who's yeah. the interior. He's the head of the interior design. And oh, so, nice. Um, yeah, he sent me some of the some of the work that they're doing. Um, you know, that's being released now for the Bronco, and it's mm-hmm. oh man, it's going to be. It's it, you can Google the you can Google it. Yeah, I'll take it out. I'll they have a two out. door, they have a four door, and oh, it looks like a very very impressive truck. So I'm nice. hoping Ford does well with it. I want to ask you a little bit more about the truck. Are, are they going to do it electric? Or are they going to do it just a regular hybrid, just a regular gas? So the Bronco right now is regular gas, but I'm sure, like you know. Within a couple of years, it'll be, it'll be either electric or hybrid. I'm sure of they'll, it. They'll bring that in for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I I love cars too. I, I actually <laughs> back in the days I had a 1995 catalog or something, um, like Cars magazine because I grew up in Saudi and I cut out some of the cars. There was a there was a 95 Ford Mustang. Nice. That blocky look, right? And there were some other cars that I cut out. I'm like. I grew up, I'm gonna have this car, and now I look at it, I'm like, hmm, <laughs> that was a not choice. so much, huh? Not so much. <laughs> All right, next question: What is your favorite movie or TV show? Favorite movie, probably The Big Lebowski. 
Mm, nice. Remember that one? I do. <laughs> the dude abides, you know? The dude abides. The dude abides. <laughs> that was a good one. All right, so next question is related to the movies also. What movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? That's a good one. <laughs> the Big Lebowski. <laughs> the Big Lebowski. And you get to be the, Le- the Big totally. Lebowski. I'm, I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into nice. it. Nice. Awesome. I'd be Walter in there. You know, the, <laughs> the kind of angry guy. The, you know, slightly angry guy with the uh, bowling addiction. Oh, okay. Do you bowl? No, no. Okay. No. No worries. Next question. Who is your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero? Wow. Wow. I don't know. I don't think I've ever thought about my favorite superhero. I don't know. I like, you know, I like, um, I, I watch a lot of football. I don't know okay. if this counts, but sure. my, my team is not doing great. And so I feel like they're kind of like the, the superhero of my, uh, of my, uh, you know, my football, uh, soccer yeah. following. And uh-huh. so, um, I guess that's kind of my superhero. Kind of lame. Watch, I'm gonna get emails now. Like, really? You don't have a favorite superhero? Really? Right, fine. Give us What's wrong a with super, you, man. Superhero power. Favorite superhero power? Um, probably like time bending. Time would be bending. Awesome. Oh yeah, like oh shifting and like stopping time and like fast forwarding and rewinding. That would be. Remember that movie Click with yeah. Adam Sandler? Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. One of the fa- one one of my favorite movies, and then there was also another movie called Clockstoppers, where yep. they would speed up the time. Yep. And these are they're they're both kind of kiddie movies. I mean, Adam Sandler not much, but the other one is a kiddie movie. But I was like, dude, that is some concept. <laughs> and I was like, that's just insane. And now right right now I'm watching this TV show on on Netflix called The Umbrella Academy. Yep. I don't know if you've seen that. No. Oh my God! You gotta check it out if you like time travel and time bending and and uh, cool. All that. Yeah, 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 really yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like holy smokes! Why is this happening? And of course, all the Flash. You're right. You know, he's he runs so fast that he tra- time travel to the future or the past. He just don't know what he's doing. Yeah, I think it's cool. You know, it's like what what would people do, right? Most people say, oh. Yeah, I'd buy a lottery ticket or whatever and, and get the numbers <laughs> and then, you know, okay, cool. But then what else would you do? And I think I think the opportunities are very interesting there too. Yeah. You know, maybe shape the world differently or, you know, try something. And uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of a cool, a cool superpower. I think the most funny um, incarnation of time travel was it was Hot Tum Time Machine. <laughs> they come back and instead of Google, it's all Lugal. <laughs> yeah. Totally. So creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. All right. Definitely. Next one. This is the last one. If you were a board game, what would it be? If I was a board game, which board game would it be? Wow. Um, I don't know, man. Maybe um probably uh I would say cards against humanity. Cards against humanity. Well, that's a card game, so you know you already lost it. It doesn't count. <laughs> board game i don't know uh, what if there was a time travel board game i think that would be pretty cool be, and i think pretty cool shoots and ladders shoots and ladders is probably the closest it's not like time travel yeah yeah like, you wait, remember 
<laughs> wow, that's an old one, man. Yeah. Um, probably, I would say, yeah, I would say Cards Against Humanity. That's a board game. There's no board, but it's a game. Play kind of counts. Works for me. Works for me. Well, thank you so much, Neil. This was a ton of fun talking to you. Thanks, buddy. You know, using creativity to attack current problems to come up with new solutions. And you've got an awesome book out, 92. What's the name of the book? Tell the us. Creator Mindset, 92 Tools to Unlock the Secrets of Growth, Innovation. Oh, I love that cover. I love that cover. The Creator Mindset. Perfect. So, guys, uh, where can uh, where can my uh, audience find you? Anywhere, man. So uh, I'm like, there's three of us in the entire world. Not very yeah. many near Bashant. Um, <laughs> one of them is like a video game addict that keeps posting okay. her, his or her. I don't know. They keep posting like their video game scores and okay. like walkthroughs, you know. <laughs> um, another one is not on social media. And then, um, and then there's me. So it's N I R Bashan, B A S H A N dot com. I'm on Insta, Facebook. I'm on all the the things, and um, we have a uh, online community that shares sort of creativity lessons and nice. thoughts. So if you're interested, I'd love to see you on there. It's near Bashan dot com slash community, um, and uh, that's about it. Well, thank you, Neil. This was a ton of fun. Uh, we'll be sure to include the links to the pod, you know, to the show notes of this podcast. And we got to learn about you, got to learn about the creator mindset, got to learn about what you love in movies and, you know, who would you be? Who would you be? Walter, dude. <laughs> Walter. <laughs> and your favorite movies. And, and uh, I, I just said that um, board game, you know, what you want to be when you grew up or when you were younger. And I think... We need to get you a simulator to <laughs> try out some flying lesson. You know what's funny is one of my friends, he loves fly simulators simulation so much. There's a game or there's a software called X Planes, and it's available on all all platforms through Steam. And this this is very real. Like you can connect full on controls. Oh wow! To connect to this. And the FAA also provides you with a a thirty a, a basically a licensing key, which will count every single hour that you use, you know, play on it towards your training. No, that's cool. It's that real. It's that real. Yeah. Wow. So you could do some really da good damage to a <laughs> fake plane. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, Nate, thank you so much. Time, you know, it's I know, right? Always the equation time. of, you know, how much time do you have for your hobbies and Absolutely. how much time do you have for hacks? And so, yeah. like lately, I've just been on, you know, I've just been totally on the other side of that. But I, I need to get back to hobbies and yes. a little R and R time. I think would be really good. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Nir. Well, thanks for having me, buddy. Keep connecting, and you know, I'll, I'll check out your community and you know, share that with the. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode on Hacks and Hobbies. We absolutely appreciate your contribution. You can find additional notes on hacksandhobbies.com. Please share the podcast with your friends and tell them what you learned about our guest today. 